1: Welcome back. Okay, so we only just crowned an MLS Cup champion in the Columbus crew, but that doesn't mean we can't start looking ahead to next season. Here's a look at the early odds to win MLS Cup next wow. season. And Inter Miami are the favorites, Nico.
2: Uh
3: I personally I would have put my money on
2: in Inter Miami. I'd put like a You you'd put it on the Red Bulls with their new manager now? I'm
1: going Columbus how, crew. How does champs?
4: How does
2: Houston Houston who played so incredibly
4: well last season. How do they have the same odds as Galaxy and Red Bulls?
1: I don't know. We, I don't know what Galaxy and Red Bulls are doing on this list. Can I think are it's just because be they're names it. that are recognized. Where is, there's, this, is, this is interesting. I have questions.
3: Can you give me 25? I'll put 25. <laughs> you put 25. Yes. You put 25. Yep. And we put it on a future, but we got to agree on a team. I'm, and then we, 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 we split. OK, so. I, Columbus, I'm, can I throw out a candidate?
4: Cincinnati. That's, that's a fair shout. 1,200, it's not obviously not bad odds. The problem is with MLS, we won't know anything until the beginning of the season. It's, Here's my thing is with is so Columbus,
1: insane. though. I think, I think Columbus is a, a good pick for this because I don't think they're going to be losing many players. I think Julian Gressel is likely one of the only guys that's going to be on the move. And there's been rumors that he's going to reunite with Tata Martino in, at Inter-Miami. What about if gonna
2: get Miles Robinson? God, they were always so, they're already so strong in the back. I, like, they're gonna lose, they're gonna lose their center forward. We, we saw what happened when Miazga sat out. They weren't that ah! deep and strong. They, they missed him. Yeah. He was a difference maker. If you have Miles Robinson and Miazga. I know, that's a that's a D pairing.
4: Isn't Miles Robinson being like looked at by European clubs as yes. well? Do You think he would pick FC Cincinnati? I know he visited.
2: I if, don't know. If you're looking at MLS options, and why not? Mm-hmm. New England, He's from Boston, which is crazy to me that that's not high on the list, mm-hmm. or they're not making a big play on him.
1: Uh, I'm, where is St. Louis on this?
2: Oh, wow. List.
4: Uh, you still don't know what you get with St. Louis.
1: How, I we, feel like we have disrespected St. Louis so much. I know you did, you did. You did. Them to you win, did. Yeah. yeah.
4: And they
2: completely.
1: They won, the in the playoffs. they won the West. Yeah. They won the Western Conference. I think and what it's they a do in the playoffs.
2: Of, we know who they are now. So can are they going to stick with that same style? Do it have they, worked
1: for have, an entire season.
4: Yeah. What do you mean we know who they are? I mean it worked until you got to and, the playoffs. And, and now we'll see next it year. It felt like the playoffs were a little bit too much for them. The the spotlight was a little bit too bright. I feel like they might be a little bit ready. But again, it's MLS. I have no clue.
1: Next Remind season, me, Vancouver Whitecaps might so be undefeated. First, right. Nobody team. knows. When SKC. Who were, I mean, that's <laughs> the thing. It's a, the playoffs are so fluky, though, because SKC was this team that got hot right at the end of the regular season. And they play St. Louis, who were, you know, expended all this energy to win the Western Conference. And I think, you know, that was probably the worst matchup for St. Louis in round one. Your rival, yeah. this team that's like suddenly struck fire.
4: Meanwhile, Columbus did it right. Man, nobody was talking about them until the end of the season. They were, they figured themselves out. They got hot at the right time. They did it right. So who's going to do that next season? Let's say
2: Bruce Arena goes to <laughs> D.C. or to San Diego. Uh,
1: Never like Bruce Arena. What he did with the New England Revolution when he he came in, they were they were the worst team horrible. in the league. They were
2: so They're, bad. They so were horrible, bad. terrible.
1: So bad. Who was their coach? Brad Friedel. Brad
2: Friedel. Oh my
1: goodness. Remember that gracious. guy? Two of yes. They? <laughs> it was dire. I mean, yeah, they were really they were in a bad, bad way, and then they ended. They made the playoffs that year. I think they were the eighth seed yeah. in the playoffs that year. And then, which they, was and then they set
2: the single season so the, he could points record.
1: He could turn things around for a decent How did that work out or, then, by the way? I don't know.
2: I don't want to hear it. But this,
1: <laughs> is, I, I, uh, I, what the galaxy? How are the galaxy on this?
4: That's great. Well, I think it's just Mormon people know named. those two names. I, th- I honestly just think that's the only reason they're oh, even on I, this I list. Think, I think they're pretty low on the list but
3: houston has the same odds the the potential <laughs> this makes no sense so i, I imagine the bookies head where they where their heads at is this houston is much more established at this moment in time mm-hmm. than, than la galaxy they got to a conference final they deserve to be rated where they are la galaxy has the potential acquisition power to put a team together historically mm-hmm. so when you take into account that there's still a whole off season and considering how bad they were, they need to be good. Imagine another season would be embarrassing for LA Galaxy when LAFC is getting to back-to-back MLS Cup finals.
2: All, all Houston need is a, a striker. nine. And they're cooking. And someone to replace Koko
4: Gadasquia yeah, because you he's assume he's going to be He's likely
1: going to be on the move. You assume
4: or he's you, be gone. he
2: might be gone in the summer. So you can hold on to him for six months. Okay, yeah, true. And the winter transfer window is always difficult.
1: for yeah, managers right, right. 100%. To move. So I, typically
2: you're like, all right, we'll wait. Like
3: Tiago Almada. Is there you go. That's where I was going to go at. Yeah. Is, are those plus 2,000 odds
2: for Atlanta with, with or without? With or
3: without Tiago Almada.
2: I would, I would suspect that they're thinking he is gone, whether it's January or in the summer. He's got to be gone.
1: Can I say something controversial too? Ooh, I, absolutely, Suze.
2: Yes. So. Oh my, oh. What, what, what are you going to say? <laughs> How? God, Hold
4: on, I'm let me fresh. record no. this.
1: <laughs> no, I think LAFC is way too high.
2: Ooh. <laughs> they also you have said the to power the to, no. to... But this is the thing. They have the power to bring in some big-time acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Who's on a rumor
4: with? Was it? Is that, like, Galaxy or LAFC? Ooh, I don't remember. When he was rumored, like, in the summer, he was rumored. Or before recently. Before he went
3: to
4: PSV. Or recently. It was both. Both? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I would put... I would put Columbus ahead of them. I would put Cincinnati ahead of them. I would put maybe even Houston. I don't I, I'm not I, I feel like the LAFC dynasty is.
2: I would just put, put this in perspective as well. Inter Miami. Let's think about where they would have been in this without Messi last year. Right, And all of a sudden you get that one yeah, plus 20, major signing. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> Think about it's that. It's not just one major signing.
4: They also got Busquets. They got Jordi Alba. Tata they got Tata Martino, yes. which is
2: basically a DP e of his own. The only reason they got those were because of Messi. Sure. That's the only reason. Yes. That is literally
4: the only reason. Uh, they might if have been able to get Tata Martino without Messi. Stop it. He, no, he, was, it. Like, he likes MLS. He had no, success
2: here. He was the only coming if it was a project worth coming for and also to say you're coaching the world's best player in Lionel Messi. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all these MLS clubs with the runway that we have for the next three years, you're gonna be able to attract some of the best talent, especially when Messi comes and all the eyeballs on this yeah, league, they're like, whoa, sure. this league is legit. I. I want to be a part of this. It's going to be a lot, though, man. They're they're really high up in age.
4: I think Epsom Salt's going to be their new shirt sponsor. <laughs> I mean, they're really they're they're up there in age, bro. I, I, There's a lot of travel. It's a lot of it's a long it's a long season. There's turf. It's summer. Where, where I agree with Alexis is we're talking about odds. <laughs> Epsom
3: Salt. Yo, pink knee braces for the whole squad. <laughs> where, where I agree, if we're talking about odds and we're talking about the money that you're going to put on the line, Inter you know, Miami at plus two hundred mm-hmm. to win the entire thing when they've got champions cup yeah, when they've got potentially US Open cup oh, US Open oh, cup
5: league's cup they're leagues probably cup. yeah i mean this oh, is like, a, lot oh, this software, a lot of competition where
3: it's might
2: be even easier to okay who are we putting our money i want to circle back away.
3: to Nico. Can you short, this question can you also
2: don't team? forget copa america in the summer <laughs> right olympics in the summer right. so oh your your, your squad's going to be losing players <laughs> they're also going to be in these massive competitions just to come back Let's which do it right teams now. will be Who we picking? least Who we picking? affected Let's in do it. the summer? We're, Who are we we're putting up Who are we, Not Miami. 25,
1: 25 bucks. I'm, I'm. My vote is Columbus, but I'm, I'm, I'm open to adjusting.
4: I think Wilfred Nancy is great, but that might be overshooting it. What was the last team to, to go back to back? La unless, Galaxy. La Galaxy, which was 11, what year? 2011,
1: 2012.
4: I mean, we're talking over a decade now yeah. that a team hasn't gone back to back. Who wants to go NYCFC with me? No, no, no. Okay. Nah. I'll, 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 I'll leave the studio. I will leave the studio. Can I get anyone? What
2: you, do you what if do you, you throw out NYCFC <laughs> or Red Bulls, I am out. Yeah, I mean, you know I wouldn't. I, the, could, I
1: could get on the Cincinnati train.
2: I could, too. Columbus, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could go on either. Okay. Let's pick three teams. Columbus, I, Cincinnati, I wanna, who else? You, you, you ideally want to go with a club who has the right coach uh-huh. and an identity. Both Cincinnati and Columbus have, have that, that, right? And, in Spain. And they have that. What about? That. Does Cincinnati, Cincinnati
4: have enough without Brandon Vasquez? Do Cincinnati? they have enough to simply get one or two pieces and get back to who they were last season? Yes.
3: I think so. Mm-hmm. Because of yes. Lucho Costa. And, and you, can, you can find a nine that can give you the output that Brandon Vasquez gives you. And he yeah, started out so
1: slowly in the season. He wasn't even really scoring that many goals. You didn't come
3: I don't to know the
4: man, Washington I got season. scared when I saw them play against Columbus They looked like they had one idea and that then you, was Then
2: You throw in Cucho for Columbus, right? Okay, so Nagby, Cucho. Okay,
4: Columbus, Cincinnati, yeah, well, pick a third team Guys. Um, Nico, pick a third team yeah. Not in Ohio, please
1: Miami? Philly?
2: Philly? <laughs> and, and the reason why I say LFC Houston? is don't count out John Thornton he's, he's a fantastic general manager He knows how to identify talent Where's, where's Bezbachenko? He's Columbus. Columbus.
4: All right, I'm putting my money on Columbus.
2: Then Houston.
1: Houston. I like that.
2: Dark horse. Dark horse.
1: Houston's always a dark horse.
2: We're putting twenty-five dollars each. L.A.F.C. Arnon Champions Cup.
6: Mm -hmm. Ooh. They Don't have to worry the about that balance. I'm
2: not gonna put hundred bucks to winning
4: a hundred no. for LFC to
6: Columbus. No, right, no go Columbus. Houston. I'm with Houston. you. Let's
4: go with odds. Let's, Let's go Columbus then. Plus four hundred. Columbus. 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 let choose one. Let's
1: go. Let's go. Columbus. That's right. That's a <laughs> the evidence that I have, guys. Um, all right. All right, we're losing. One hundred
4: percent. We just lost twenty five dollars, bro. Yeah. Can we ask <laughs> <a> Jimmy?
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, we're gonna take another break. When we come back, we are looking ahead to today's Europa League action. Don't go anywhere.
0: Visit RobertHalf.com today. Something has to give in the Stadio Olimpico in this season's UEFA Europa League. Lukaku! Oh, brilliant finish. He's done it
2: again. Boniface! What a shot to file under
5: Rocket. Luis Diaz now is able to lift it over to Gomez. Les Diaz! Liverpool on their way. Clever ball. Paqueta! West Ham have the lead. This is great for Brighton. Just the start they wanted. That's a useful looking ball through. Correa waits in the middle, so to Yang! And that is a finish and a half from Pierre-Emerick
0: Aubameyang, which sends them through to the knockout phase.
1: Welcome back. Here's a look at today's Europa League fixtures. Our coverage kicks off at 12 p.m. right here on Paramount+. Plus. In Group F, we've got Stade Rene taking on Villarreal. You can watch that on the Galazzo Network. Union saint giroise we will host Liverpool. Let's go. Uh, we've got Roma taking on Sheriff. Uh, Betis taking on Rangers at 3 p.m. also on the Galazzo Network. And uh, that big one in Group B, Brighton. All right, uh, let's look ahead to some of these matches. Nico, can you quickly walk us through the structure of this competition and how teams qualify for the knockouts and then also the the play-in rounds?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So let's start in the Champions League, right? Because it's the third place uh, drop downs. For example, your likes of Milan, Galatasaray and so forth. They will go into a knockout playoff round. Who do they play against? These are all these teams. Here you go. Okay. Lons, Braga, Benfica, Feyenoord, Young Boys, Shakhtar Donetsk are the ones that we didn't mention. So those eight teams will go into a knockout playoff round. Who do they play? It's the second place finishers in all of the group. The first place finishers in the Europa League actually get a buy into the round of 16. So you actually, in February, you don't have to play Europa League football. You get a nice little round rest before you play the winners of the Champions League dropouts and the second place finishers. Similarly, if you're third place in the Europa League group, you go into a knockout playoff for the Conference League.
1: Wow, okay, so you finish on the top of the group. You want to finish top. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: You get a bye. You are
1: in, you're a bye. Automatically to the knockouts. Mm -hmm. Okay, great,
2: let's go. So that's why there's a big match in London West Ham, Freiburg, Ooh. that is for first place and all West Ham have to do is draw to secure that first place bid, but we all saw what Freiburg is capable of. Yeah, I think like
3: that Freiburg was a team
1: that we were talking about a lot last season.
3: Yeah, yeah, because they were really good last yeah. season and they, they dropped off a little bit this mm-hmm. season, but they're, they're picking up again, especially with, with Gregorich, for example, Vicenzo Grifo are back to the level that I think we expected from them because of last year's performance. Mm-hmm. Remember, they were so close to getting that Champions League spot yeah. they just missed out. Um, and they've been pretty consistent in, in Bundesliga recent, in recent seasons. So I had Ritsu Doan, for example, scoring there. Um, it's, it's a fun team. It is a fun team. But West Ham... I don't know. I, I I have more faith in West Ham right now. They
1: won, they won 2-1 on match day
2: two. Yeah, Suchek got a, a late winner um, in this last round. Mm-hmm. So I feel like West Ham have kind of just done what they've needed to do to get into this mm-hmm. position. That I don't even feel like they've played their best in Europa League. But this is a match where they have to, at home, get it done and... And play for the win, not try to play to hang around and keep it tight. And we forgot
4: they won They won a European trophy last year. They season. sure did. It was a huge moment for them, winning the conference. And it <clears> feels <throat> like the next step up. And they're good enough. I mean, other than that 5-0 five loss to Fulham, they, they went on a pretty good run there for about six, seven games mm-hmm. uh, with no losses. So I feel like they're a strong enough team. And also, I feel like we kind of expect them to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Boys, they've got the players. Suchek always comes in. Um, I mean, they've got a... Uh,
1: Playing at home.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. And that atmosphere is going to be. Crazy. Yeah, that will be.
1: That will be a fun one. Um, all right, let's chat a little bit about uh, the big matchup in Group B: Brighton against mm. Marseille. Charlie, how do you think this one's going to go?
2: Uh, this this is this is going to be interesting because, yes, Brighton, um, they've won their last three without conceding. But Marseille have only one loss in their last nine in all competitions. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right. They've picked and- up. And in Gattuso, you look at who's mm-hmm. brought stability to this Marseille squad, and getting the most out of Abamayang, it is Gattuso. So this is matchup, this stability, in Nico's words, is together. juicy. Mm-hmm.
3: Ooh, good Brighton, word for it. Bryant needs to win at home, and Marseille needs to avoid a defeat. So that's the match.
1: Brighton, match-up. they're unbeaten at home in seven matches. They've been very good. No.
4: They have been good. At home. But there's something that switched on with Gattuso, especially with uh, Obama-Yang. They need him to, be, to, to show up in order for Marseille to play well. You saw what he did against Lyon. You see what he's been doing in the league. I feel like... Mar- the marseille of today is different than marseille of a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. so i'm interested as to and again you could say the same thing about brighton for sure because they've had an up and down season up until the last few matches but i'm interested to see what happens when these two play each other because i honestly couldn't tell you this feels very 50 50 to me
3: for marseille it's the highest they've been on the league on table since september mm. they're definitely in good form especially when they beat Lyon. They Look at oh, Lyon. oh jeez is scoring again like you mentioned charlie but they also have the Moroccans playing at a different level. Amin Harit, who couldn't, excuse me, Amin Harit and Azedin Unahi, who couldn't get minutes under Marcelino. Marcelino wouldn't opt for one of the best midfielders at the World Cup. And now, He's scoring. What country he, is he, from? he He's involved, he's from Morocco. Um, but he's important to the setup. I wouldn't just toss out Moroccan for the sake of No, oh. you have to
2: do that every time yeah, you do, yeah. you get paid. So yeah, that's yeah. why <laughs> i said trying to get <laughs> you, you paid for <laughs> fake news. He's like,
4: you think I get paid just for saying Morocco? <laughs> I would never say Morocco just to say Morocco. Yeah. How <laughs> why why dare I you say think Morocco. I say Morocco? I hear say Morocco. And it's the change of bing, formation. Bing. Cash. Got, that
3: Gattuso put together in that in the Lyon game that made it very offensive with the three center backs, with the wing backs, getting very high, involved, dynamic. Should be a fun one.
2: And then, okay. and then in the same group, Ajax-Athens, Ix Ajax Ix have turned it around. And their new coach, John Van Schip, I mean, we're talking about six wins, one draw, two losses, in, in nine uh, matches in all competitions. Ajax have finally... Like, started to climb okay. back up the Are table. We were talking ship. about relegation.
1: Oh, yeah, we were.
2: What, and they, what did I tell
3: you? Institutional bleak, crisis
2: man. is what you said. Remember
3: when you guys said no? Remember when you guys said panic meter and you guys told me full-blown red, and I put it just
2: it, above it, the red. It
4: was. It should have been at that it should, point. The it, fans were point, trying to break into it the was. stadium.
2: No one said they couldn't get out of it. Everyone knew they had the, the they, players. They were good Chuka, love it. Chupa Akpom has been a phenomenal signing for them. How crazy is that? Scoring goals left and right, uh, he's a player that hopefully I know Brian Braby has also been okay. so so good for them. But can they figure out a way to play them together?
3: Mm.
1: Do we have time for Nico's nerding out?
3: Please,
2: yeah, I'll do it quick. Yes, nerd
3: it out. Okay. Okay.
1: Give us, because yesterday you said I t- I talked about how some of these permutations make my brain melt because I'm just incapable of.
4: Look how happy he is. Yeah, processing he, this. Yeah, here he goes. And
1: Nico said He's I about to cook. have yeah. a scenario for you, for you that's going to blow your mind, and I was like, okay, so
3: here it is. Here's so, your moment. let's so. look at Group D. <laughs> so. Atalanta is through to the next round. Sporting is through to the next round. But I want to focus on the Europa Conference League spot that's up for grabs between Sturm Graz and Rakao chestokova Now, okay. Sporting plays Sturm Graz and Rakao chestokova plays Atalanta. There are 11 tiebreaker criteria, right? So, if Sporting beats Sturm Graz 3 1 and Rakao chestokova loses to Atalanta at home 2 3. Those two teams will be even on points in the head-to-head, goal differential in the head-to-head, goals in favor in the head-to-head, goal difference in all group matches, goals in favor in all group matches, away goals scored in group matches, wins in all group matches, away wins in all group matches. And then the 10th criterion Yellow card? <clears> oh, <throat> uh, yeah, uh,
4: tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah. He's getting emotional, folks.
3: Disciplinary points. What? Or, yeah, you have to count. A yellow card is one point, a straight red is three points, and two yellows that leads to a red is also 3 points. Wow. Sturm Graz is up by plus 1 point. So, if we do get an even amount of yellow cards and red cards, what's the last one? The last tie break criterion is UEFA club coefficient or Sturm Graz is higher than Rakow. So, I need everybody to manifest Sporting 3 Sturm Graz 1. And Rakao 2, Atalanta 3. And how many red cards? Who needs a red card? Oh, I mean, a yellow it's, card? It's,
2: it's a one point difference, so it can vary. Ladies and gentlemen, this is work ethic nerding <laughs> out 2.0. <laughs> this
6: situation at this
2: Thank desk you. is
1: out of control We're right going. now. Oh, this is like, I'm proud of you, man. Okay,
2: this is
4: like a detective finds this, and he's This is the forty-fifth criterion
2: <laughs> for the UEFA. He's like a thinking of oh,
4: coefficients. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> wow. I take that as a
2: compliment.
3: Ay, Dios mio. <laughs> oh,
2: let's uh, get to it.
3: Yeah.
1: Nico, I'm going to need you to bring this energy for the next segment, okay? We'll do. We're going to take a break, where we're going to chat uh, some conference league matches when we come back. Nico can nerd out some more. Don't go anywhere.
0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/recommend today.
5: The UEFA Europa Conference League, not quite flawless, but Benfica cozy and content. Three goals and three points from their first night. Kaneko, oh, what a finish! He has absolutely
3: smashed that through the crowd and into the roof.
5: Then it comes, Jeremina with the header and the follow-up turned in. By Martinez, Fiorentina bite back, Luis who flicks it
3: in and what is there?
5: It's a beautifully worked goal.
3: They have qualified from the group.
1: Welcome back! Europa Conference League action today. Here's a look at the fixtures on the docket. Fenner taking on Spartak at 12:45 p.m. Eastern. Um, we've got Warsaw facing AZ Alkmaar, and in Group E, Drinsky Mostar will face Aston Villa at 12:45 p.m. Also, our coverage begins at 12 p.m. on Paramount Plus. All right, let's chat some Villa, shall we? Mm-hmm. Aston Villa. Unai Emery is very good in this tournament. I don't know if you're aware. The guys won a lot.
3: Unai Emery is very good. Period. 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 But yeah. he, is, Full he, is,
1: he is a full-on guru in Europe. Look at, look at this resume. This is incredible. He won Europa League three straight years with Sevilla. Three
4: straight years. There was that era, man, where he would get to the final and you just knew. It, it didn't matter who he was playing. It really didn't matter.
3: He's a sensational manager and, and the thing, it's funny because when you see all these former players being hired and you see Unai Emery being hired and you, you, compa- you compare the two, Unai Emery has an ideology, mm-hmm. he has a philosophy, he makes players better and with all due respect to the legend that Steven Gerrard is, y- you compare Gerrard's time at Aston Villa with Unai Emery and look how much Villa has grown under Unai Emery with a clear plan, with a clear path, with an identity, with the players all rowing in the same direction. Mm -hmm. Whereas still to this day, it feels like Stevie G was much more name about the name. And he
4: did great at Rangers. I was going to say, give him credit for how he he did In a a two-team league. Sure. Yes. In a two-team league. But he still did well. It's not like they faltered. It's not like they looked bad. Correct. They were playing exciting football. Okay. That's just another
3: step. And look at how his assistant, Michael Beal, did at Rangers mm-hmm. afterwards. Fired. Mm-hmm. It's just a different standard, a different expectation of greatness. A completely different level.
4: Yeah. W- well,
2: and well, I why would you bring up the assistant?
3: It's the same ideology that Steven G, Stevie G no. manages. I don't think that's you got to surround yourself, th- up, you surround yourself with unfair. the right people you got to surround yourself with the right people to have success on a
2: coaching staff. I don't, I don't feel that's a fair assessment of a manager. If he leaves and his assistant takes over, That if that assistant right, fails, right. that's on Okay, him.
3: But, but again, but the same, you're in the, in the same conversation as, as Stevie G. Is. Rangers went, all right, this is our guy. Okay, that was just more anecdotal than fine. But the reality of the situation, Aston Villa under Steven Gerrard was one thing, and the Unai it has exponentially mm-hmm. grown.
2: Couldn't agree with you more. If, if you're Man United, I know we talked about Tanag and rumors. Would you be interested if you were a Man United supporter in hiring Unai Emery? Or you say, no, he's not it. You know why? I
4: think other than in Paris, where in that era might not have been. I,
2: I don't know where. Tom, you, remember, well, Thomas Tuchel was there, sure, too. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. What I'm
4: saying is, I don't know how you rate his success at Paris, at PSG. Because of where, where League 1 was at that time, how, how much power PSG had. So maybe you don't consider it as as important as the rest. But Thomas Tuchel had the same thing. Uh, Forget forget all I'm simply I'm saying that to say this. I rate Unai Emery across all the teams that he's coached. Someone who can get the most out of players that aren't big names. Yes, he was successful at PSG. I think anyone really could have been as successful as he was at PSG in that era. But when you look at where he was with big names, with big personalities, with a lot of media scrutiny, and that's at Arsenal, it didn't go well. Yes, he finished fifth. He got to the final of the Europa League. um, But there still was something missed. He did not know how to handle the situation, and it got away from him. That is exacerbated to such a high level at Manchester United that I feel like it would be an absolute terrible decision to not only bring him in. But if if I was directing him and his career, I would say do not go there. If it didn't work out that well for you in Arsenal, it's only going to be dialed to 11 at Manchester United. And it seems like he's the type of manager that can get Aston Villa from the conference level to at least Europa, if not Champions League level. He's got them being like mm-hmm. playing inspired football.
3: You know who deserves a lot more respect, too, in the greater European sports conversation? Who's assistant? Not his assistant, no. his sporting director, Monchi, who oh, yes, was the architect at Sevilla, and now is at Aston Villa, mm-hmm. and look at the success they're having in this moment. If you want to go to Manchester United, if I'm a manager, I'm not going to Manchester United without a sporting director. No. If you're telling me, let's rebuild, okay, we've hit rock bottom, let's, let's start and let's change the philosophy, give it football heritage again. Let's bring it back to where Manchester United deserves to be. I'm not stepping into that club without a sporting director. Well, not we, only that, you, you need a name bigger Bill?
4: than the club uh, almost.
2: Liverpool, which if Klopp exist. stepped away?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You'd be excited about yeah,
1: it? Yes, sure. I mean, I'd be devastated that Klopp was leaving, but yeah, no, I, th- I, I rate him incredibly high. I think that, I think he's a, a really fantastic manager and I think his style translates, would translate to. Would
2: you rather him or Xabi Alonso? Oh,
3: I mean. Ooh. Ooh. Let's give Xabi Alonso the rest of the season and then we'll talk.
1: Yes, that's fair. I'll say I would, what Nico I'd, said. If
4: I were a Liverpool fan, mm-hmm. I'd still say Xavi Alonso because that's just a legend coming home. I
1: mean, he d- but yeah, he... Let's he, not fall
4: into that trap. I get it, but I'd still say that way.
1: We'll see. He we'll said, see. He's he doing really
2: well. Relax in the hearts. Yeah. Heartstrings, don't pull those yet. Big decisions to be made.
3: made I need a
1: proven winner.
3: Make them with the head and not with the heart.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. Uh, Sandra Herrera is going to join us when we return to chat. The Women's Champions League, that's coming up. We are moving over to the UEFA Women's Champions League. Here's a look at this week's notable results and fixtures. Barcelona with a massive 6-0 win over Rosengard. Lyon get the 3-1 win over Brent. And then today, we've got Bayern Munich taking on Ajax. Paris FC will host Real Madrid. Chelsea take on Håkon. And PSG will face Roma. All these matches on DAZN. And for more on the women's side of Champions League, we are thrilled to bring in our good friend, Sandra Herrera. Good morning good morning sandra how are you
6: hey good morning feeling in the holiday spirit feeling jolly ready to chat all things women's champions league with y'all How's let's it going?
1: go let's go um all right let's start with uh with barcelona the reigning champs um this is a a very stacked roster are they for you the obvious favorites for this season do you think they can do it again
7: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive twenty percent off IXL membership when they sign up today at ixl.com/audio. Visit ixl.com/audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
6: Yes, uh, yes, and yes. So I, I think they're the obvious favorites. I think they've earned that going into to this campaign and. I think as each match go goes by they just show again that they're absolutely the the team to be going out there against their group opposition and really just making things look easy. It just took them not too long to get things started against Rosengard at all. I mean, forcing an an own goal to to kind of set the tone a bit and um, continue to just sort of be as relentless as they can be in front of goal, no matter who it is, whether it's, you know, a a Rosengard, as we saw with the six zero win or, or anyone else in the group. that that they face so essentially uh, locking things up with this most recent win on top of the group they've they've got a a couple more games to go but not looking like any signs of of slowing down at the moment
4: sandra i want to i want to switch and talk about Lyon. obviously have a history of success in the women's game uh, Lindsey Horan plays there, as we know, but they've got Los um, Los Sommers, they've got uh, Hergerberg, they've got Renard. Do you think this team is built to compete with the likes of the Barses and, and the and the Chelseas?
6: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, they're they're not too far removed from a Champions League title of their own, having kind of taken one from Barcelona in the final just just last season so yes another team with a lot of marquee kind of names and kind of regular staples at this point players who have been with the team for some time a few that you just rattled off there Alexis but I would argue that maybe they're the team to, to kind of compete directly with, with Barcelona for this title and this campaign I think they are also showing within their group that they are a team not to mess with that they can kind of turn it on at any given moment. I think when you look at even just sort of the last match against Braun, yeah, they ended up unfortunately conceding a goal, but making it look very, very easy with some of their again star players. I think Diani again, a player kind of set the tone pretty early in that last match and, She's someone that you just kind of can't allow to kind of just take control of a game like that. I think that first goal, she had a little bit of a, a poachers moment, intercepting the ball and kind of just, again, making a very difficult shot from distance look very, very easy, but. I would, I would argue right now that there's a few players on Leon's team that are kind of hitting a certain level of form for Bombastor that you can't, you're going to have to reckon with, you know, especially when we get into the knockout round stages, I think coming off of even those international windows where we saw uh, a Wendy Renard come captaining that French side and just sort of looking how comfortable she looks kind of, kind of hitting a little bit of a, of a Renaissance. Right. And, um, uh, playing in, the, in, the, in a way where we are used to seeing her play. And it, I think it just sort of bodes well to how when players are kind of in, in environments where they are, are comfortable, where they are uh, supported, where they have those resources that they tend to play a little bit better when everything on the mental side of things and the cultural side of things are kind of all in line. And I think that's what we're seeing in a player like Bernard, and I think it's trickled down into the club as well. And Lyon is, I think, right up there as far as teams that we're possibly going to see in the end in the later stages of the knockout rounds.
2: Sandra, let's talk about a team that's not in the Champions League and I feel like they should be. They were knocked out by Paris FC, and that's Arsenal, who lost 4-1 to Chelsea on match day two. Uh, Are you surprised that Arsenal aren't in this competition?
6: I think given what we know now, yeah, it could seem surprising. I think we're looking at an Arsenal side that is in incredible form right now. They're coming off of a massive November where they've picked up several accolades as a team i believe coach of coach of the month for november and and goal scorer or top goal or goal scorer for the month for november so this is the team rolling into december as well coming off that massive win against chelsea where you're looking at and say how are they not competing at a champions league level and that's because champions league is very very hard and very very difficult and sometimes uh the timing of things don't work out i mean we're also We also have to note the fact that Arsenal has a ton of pieces that they're getting back as far as some of the injuries that they had sustained over the last season. Very, very tough to watch. I think if you're a Gunners fan, knowing that there was, it just sort of felt like a player was constantly out due to just tragic knee injuries. But we're starting to see a lot of those pieces come back and kind of gel and flick at the same time. So the fact that, you know, they're in such top form, I believe in Women's Super League, and you're not seeing that in Champions League. I think if you're a Gunners fan, it's tough right now.
3: Sandra, what about Chelsea and Emma Hayes? Now, the American audience, I think, has an even stronger focus on Chelsea, especially in this last dance for Emma Hayes, who's been so successful. Was Champions League runner-up with this team? And after, you know, they got by the skin of their teeth against Lyon and then lost to Barcelona, how much pressure is on her to deliver or has she already delivered enough for Chelsea?
6: Yeah, I, th- I think it's a fair question. I think if if we ask her, she'd say she's delivered enough. And I honestly think if you look at her record, she has. I think she's gonna walk away from that club as an absolute legend, um, an icon of of the blues, uh, someone who's really cemented her her legacy there. I don't know if you can win anything else and and say, okay. Thanks for adding one more on, but I think this is. But on the other side of that point, this is the one, right? This is the one that has kind of a a eluded Chelsea, has eluded Hayes, in in this squad. And as far as is this going to be it? There's a timeline on it now. There's a deadline, as as you mentioned. uh, Already named official manager of the U.S. Women's National Team, she'll be on the sidelines physically with them at the conclusion of Chelsea season. So there's the clock is ticking. as, As far as could this really be the, the the final shot for her with this love with this particular squad so it's it's this campaign or, or bus uh, we know where Emma Hayes is going at the conclusion of the season Sam Kerr's contract is up in, in 2024 as well so there's a lot of question marks around what the team will look like in the future but I think for Hayes and the squad now they are very focused on the present and the now We've heard from players that everything from here on out is going to be for Emma Hayes move, moving forward. So I think they're in a good position to to go ahead and and, and get out of the group. But it's going to be interesting to see how they go up against the against Hacken uh, because they're on top of, of the group right now. I think for a lot of folks, maybe unexpectedly uh, and the Swedish side shouldn't be taken for granted. And, and Hayes has, has said that as much in, in her press conferences and previewing the match. You know, that is a team that's on top of the group right now for a reason, probably because some opposition maybe did, uh, you know, not take them as as seriously enough, but there's a real opportunity here, both for Chelsea and hacking Chelsea to obviously get back on top of the group with a win or Hacken to deliver another upset and really kind of take control of this group moving forward. Uh, you know, they're, they're a, a side that are, are coming off of a really good, Domestic campaign of their of their own, just narrowly missing out on the league title in in Sweden, I believe, by like goal differential. They're kind of in a similar position right now in the second consecutive season. So, uh, you know, are they going to be motivated, you know, by that, you know, by going up against such a big uh, club with such a brand legacy uh, like Chelsea, even if Chelsea themselves might feel like they could also be in a bit of an underdog position Mm -hmm. in this one. So I think with the Barcelonas, with the Lyons kind of in in front of them, I think this is the game that that Chelsea will absolutely want to take, you know, and. Go ahead and put out a good performance and make sure that everyone remembers that they, too, are going to be top contenders for this title.
1: Yeah, for sure. That game, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern today on zone. Sandra, you're the best. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Stay in that holiday spirit. <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. Take ho, it ho, easy. Ho. Let's go. <laughs> all right.
4: Oh, uh, I just want to take a second uh, to say rest in peace to Kenny DeForest, wonderful comedian who passed away yesterday. Uh, long live Kenny. We'll all miss you. Thanks for the hugs.
1: Aww. Yeah. I'm sorry for your yeah, loss, it was a buddy.
4: Tragic, but uh, great guy. Great guy. And super funny. So I don't want to change the mood. Absolute hilarious comedian.
1: Aww. Well, um, thank you for uh, for sharing that, and we're sorry for thank you. for your loss. No,
4: thank you. You guys were great this morning.
1: Of course. Um, all right. Should we look ahead to some of the matches, some final thoughts for today? How about Brighton-Marseille? How do we think this one is going to go?
4: Feels like we're all leading Marseille, no? I, it feels. It does feel like we're all leading I'm, Marseille. I'm leaning Marseille. I'm
3: not going to lie. Liga. Allez. If I had to place a bet, Marseille wouldn't draw, and then I
2: would... Both teams to score, or something. Oh, more is importantly, they, if Charlie had to. What did they do when the they bat? played the
1: first time? Was it a draw? It was a draw, right? Two-two draw, I think.
2: Don't I remember. Now, nico go but... consult your notes. Yeah. It's, Hold it's, on one second. Jeez, yeah,
4: I'm looking at my notes. You're, <laughs> sorry, I've got to dial up my coefficients.
1: <laughs> uh, one second.
4: Uh, there it is. Hold All on. All right. All right. It was it was a two-two draw.
1: A two-two draw.
4: Funny you should ask. Um, <laughs> I still feel as much as I love Zerbi, I still for some reason feel like Marseille is. you
1: love Deserby sometimes, because you, you sometimes Marseille because he loves me back. but
7: sometimes Marseille they play good huh? sometimes uh,
4: maybe what uh-huh. <laughs> I maybe I saw, sit down yeah. and think about exists, right <laughs> I don't know
1: do we think do we think deserving no people here
4: actually You that. guys could I don't Alexis. care what no, you no. Think. I know is I will
2: go to my grave
4: uh-uh. The big believing? boss
2: the big boss Mike Nastri the CP said mm-hmm. he was joking with you Okay
4: and I, you could all think my mother could think that no. I'm going to go to my grave believing that I, man was complimenting me I don't think he was joking around. I don't think so either. I don't think he was pulling his leg.
2: I, I think, think he was I think he was saying you need to be time. his assistant.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and then get fired at Rangers. <laughs> oh, no,
2: he leaves.
1: Yes. <laughs> you take Thank over. Thank you, Producer Jen. You she just said, we're going to find the video. We're going to replay it tomorrow. and we you can, decide. Like, we can make a verdict. Well
2: done, Producer Jen. I don't care what you all say. I don't care what you all say. Want <laughs>
1: Alexis as his assistant coach.
2: Yes. Yes.
4: You Let's wait. Do and pull. if I'm wrong, Nico can grind on me. Let's do a poll.
2: <laughs> oh, hey.
4: my the
2: guest on, on. the are oh. 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 moving? Yes, specific one to I'm I'm cry, Right, right. i That's in Star Wars.